Breaking news from The Athletic. We are 24 hours into the NFL's free agent legal tampering period and the Patriots unmatched for quantity. On day one, they spent almost a quarter of a billion dollars and they're at it again. Tim McMaster here along with our Patriots reporter, Jeff Howe. And Jeff, they signed one tight end on day one, Jonu Smith. They're at it again early in the morning here on Tuesday. Hunter Henry, another tight end. Um, Just get us up to date on this latest move by the Patriots. Unbelievable. I mean, after ignoring the position for the better part of a decade, which uh, I can excuse them for because they had Rob Gronkowski on the roster, they've decided that there is no more uh, allowing their tight end position to fall off into the abyss as it had the last two years when they were the most statistically irrelevant group in the NFL. They signed John U. Smith in their first move uh, to really set the tone on Monday. And Smith had a season in 2020 that wasn't overly spectacular. Now, I want to qualify that. He's on the rise. He is. He was a great signing. I, I really liked the move. I liked the aggressiveness. But what I'm getting at here is he put up more stats in his 2020 season than the entire collection of Patriots tight ends have put up in their six combined seasons as New England Patriots. So that's how bad it had gotten, which leads the Patriots to Tuesday morning, which uh, clearly after knocking off Fenway Park last night, the Patriots had to count their money because they were getting back at it again. And they are—they got Hunter Henry, which never in my wildest imagination did I think they were going to get both of those guys. I mean, I thought you could have a really good offseason at the position by getting one of them. But double dipping a tight end is a, a, a wildly aggressive and unpredictable move. But we saw how successful this offense had been early last decade when they had two really good tight ends. It happened again for a quick spurt in 2016 when Martellus Bennett was paired with a briefly healthy Rob Gronkowski. And, uh, I mean, this is just it, – it's got to be exciting for Patriots fans because they just – they're whether it was Cam Newton last season or Tom Brady in 2019, they had quarterbacks for two years who didn't even bother to look at their group of tight ends because they were so ineffective. Somewhere Ben Affleck is smiling for sure. Um, so bigger picture here over the, the, donuts, coffee <laughs> <and> the other. <laughs> over the last 24 hours, when you look at all of these signings and you think of a Patriots um, organization and Bill Belichick that has famously not done this in free agency and waited and gotten the, the deals days later when everybody else had had picked off the big numbers early on. Now they, they're they the team that maybe overspent a little here, overspent a little there to make sure they got these guys. Um, is it just is not making the playoffs in seven and nine enough to just make them change philosophy or is this still with their general philosophy in some way? No, this is definitely a change in philosophy. I I mean, clearly not making the playoffs did not sit well with Bill Belichick. I mean, you give that guy two months to stew on something and you see what happens. Uh, Not just not making the playoffs. I mean, this is it's so uncharacteristic for the Patriots. They haven't won a playoff game since they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. It's been a two year drought in New England, which they're just not used to. So. Circling ahead, I mean, they had $69 million in cap space, which was more than twice as much as 25 teams in the league. They had a disproportionate spending advantage, and they had to put it to use. There wasn't enough production from recent draft classes. They hit a slump like they did from 2006 to 2008. They got out of that slump by really starting to draft uh, not just well, but like dominantly at the early part of the 2010s. 
But this time around, uh, you just you couldn't sit there and say, all right, going to fix these problems by just nailing this draft class. You can't count on that right now, because if you just decide you're going to fix the problems by hitting on the draft class, which is, you know, is clearly no sure thing. What happens if it's another in, uh, COVID shortened off season? What happens like, you know, maybe the pandemic doesn't come back, but maybe the NFL decides that there's not going to be a nine week off season workout program. Maybe that stunts the growth of the rookie class. Like it did to an extent last year. Maybe it leads to more injuries from your young guys. And some of them don't hit the ground running like you want them to. So the Patriots have gone out and made sure that they've brought in some veterans to headline some positions that really were, were the reason why they lost nine games last year. We got into why the tight ends were, or how the tight ends have been so bad for a couple of years. It's not just there. They got two defensive tackles to shore up the third worst run defense of the Belichick era. That was, you know, there's been so much attention on the quarterback and the offensive skill positions this offseason, but the defensive tackle spot was a huge problem last season. And they've already gotten a couple of those guys, and I would expect another one to be back in the mix. Uh, Lawrence Guy and Adam Butler have remained in contact with New England. I think either one would be a solid fit to pair with Henry Anderson and uh, Devon Godshaw. And then they getting a pass rusher in Matt Judon was mildly unexpected. I thought they would I sort of assumed if they were going to get a big-time front seven player, it might come at linebacker. And the way they're spending it, it very well still could. But you put Judon on the outside, that was also an issue. John Simon regressed last season. Uh, They have a lot of promise in some younger players, Chase Winovich, Josh Uche, Anthony Jennings. But there's still an unknown commodity there. You put Judon in front of that group, and now all of a sudden you have a three-down, outside-edge caliber player who can – take the who can really lead the way and allow Winovich and Uche and Jennings to grow and rotate and develop behind him so they're just they're aggressive and and they're putting this money to use but they're putting it to use in the spots where they really needed to to shore up some issues all right one more thing and you mentioned this in your story at the athletic and that is the way they're spending it feels like the way teams spend when they have a rookie contract at quarterback. So you're able to spend money in other places. Uh, They don't currently have a rookie quarterback, but the draft is coming quickly. They've always been a team that trades back in the draft, or if they're going to trade up, it's in the later rounds. Do you think they're at a position now with, there's basically those five top of the draft type quarterbacks out there. Would they pull the trigger and move up to get one of those quarterbacks? I, I, I'm starting to believe so a lot more now over the last 24 hours than I had been previously. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, I, I've ar- already been able to report that the Patriots have really been aggressive after those top five. And <clears throat> I'll, I just want to clarify, I think it's a top four, and I know Mac Jones is in the top five. My personal opinion of Jones is he's a second-round player. But you know what? Yeah. There, he's gonna. He's probably gonna go in the first round. There are enough teams that are gonna fall in love with Mac Jones, the person that I think they're gonna. Somebody's gonna convince themselves that Mac Jones is a first round pick, and and that's fine. Uh, it's okay to have a difference of opinion. But I think as it as as my opinion goes with this, you want to get one of those top four guys. And Trevor Lawrence clearly not in play. Zach Wilson probably not in play. Then you look at Trey Lance and Justin Fields, and I think you got to get into the top six or seven to get one of those guys. Now, you can sit here and say that Belichick has never traded up that high in the draft. He's never mortgaged uh, such a big package of future first-round picks or future quality picks in order to make such a move. But there's two reasons for that. Number one, 
Tom Brady was here for two decades. You don't really have to get that aggressive at the position when you've got the greatest of all time under center. And then number two, uh, when has Belichick ever spent a quarter of a billion dollars in one day? Uh, Eight hours, not one day, eight hours. So this is a different tone that Belichick is setting for this offseason. And they, I know they are not done. They're still trying to add to the quarterback position. Cam Newton's re-signing does not prevent them or, or prohibit them from continuing to scour the trade market. Any potential free agents who may get surprisingly cut loose or, or the draft market. And I think that trading up now is absolutely in play. Just look at how aggressive they've been in the first 24 hours of free agency. Looking at that, you cannot convince me that they are not seriously considering moving up to get that quarterback, not just because he's a, a, a quality franchise caliber player, whoever it happens to be, but as Belichick even admitted last season, the advantage of rostering a quarterback on a rookie contract is massive because it allows you to spend in so many other positions. Fascinating offseason in New England for sure. Thanks for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics New Headlines section for much more on this story to get access to all of the Athletics' great sports content, including all of Jeff's great work on the Patriots. Visit theathletic.com slash headline pod where you can join right now for just $3.99 per month.